I think at the beginning of my career, I felt like everything had to be now. Like I had to do everything fast. And if I missed something, like if I didn't take every opportunity that was put in front of me, I was going to like miss out. And then this proverbial like future successful me would never happen. Calm down, take a breath. There's lots of time. There's lots of opportunities. After climbing the ranks at Shopify, Atlee Clark was inspired to take the leap to launch her own business, Pika Layers. You're about to hear how she manages her day-to-day as the Director of Operations at Shopify's shopping assistant app, Shop, while scaling her own business and making time for her family. She also shares how easy it is to build your own e-commerce business on Shopify. Coming up, Atlee shares how her role at Shopify has evolved over the past seven years. Her best tip for knowing if you're in the right role. Atlee tells us about her experience pivoting to becoming a fully remote business and her best tips for making this a success. She shares what inspired her to take the leap to start her own business, Pika Layers. Atlee shares her best tips for managing a corporate career while also building her own business. And finally, why it's more rewarding to aim for harmony rather than balance. This is the Entreprenista Podcast, presented by Socialfly. It's the best business meeting you'll ever have with must-hear real-life looks at how leading women in business are getting it done. And what it takes to build and grow a successful company. It's beyond the gram. With no filters, no limits, and plenty of surprises. We are so thrilled to have a conversation with you today. You are both an intrapreneista at Shopify and also an entrepreneista as you're the co-founder of Pika Layers, which I am super excited to learn more about since I'm a new mom. You're also an investor and a mom. So we have so much to learn from you today and cannot wait to hear your story of how you're managing so many incredible ventures. So let's first talk about your role at Shopify. You were an early employee. You've been with the company now for over seven years. Can you share more with us about your role at Shopify and how it's evolved over the years? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited about this conversation. So yeah, I joined Shopify about seven years ago. Originally, I joined to run the app ecosystem. So for anybody who doesn't know, Shopify helps entrepreneurs everywhere start and grow their business and their brands. And we power commerce on the internet. And uh, when I joined, we were, you know, 450 people early days. And we had this great ecosystem of partners, developers that can help power your store, do different, make your store yours. It was small, you know, there was about 30 apps in the app store. I had known Harley and Toby from my my past life, and they said, hey, we have this thing. We know there's a there there, but we need to pour gasoline on it and grow it because we think it could be really important to our business. And I'm a person who loves when there's a there there. Uh, That's sort of my sweet spot. And I was like, yes, I want to come and do this. And uh, yeah, so joined. 10 months later, we went public. So the first 10 months getting ready to go public was a ride and into itself. 
And it's sort of been nonstop since there. Now, uh, six years after I did, I did that, I, I switched jobs. I did about five other jobs in between, between those five years that maybe we can talk about at some point. But today what I do is I run marketing partnerships and operations for SHOP. SHOP is uh, Shopify's newest product. It's a consumer app that helps you track all of your packages and is ultimately a shopping assistant, connects you with the brands that you love and uh, helps you manage all of your orders and, and brings brands together with their customers. What has kept you at Shopify for the past seven years? I, I feel like a lot of times, especially younger people, we find that they'll stay at a job for a year and then leave and go to the next thing. So what do you think has kept you at Shopify? Yeah, uh, it's so funny because even when I say, you know, like I've been there for seven years, I always catch myself being like, wow, like that's so long. You know, to be honest, I, I, I do a thing about two, every two or three years where I recommit. I think that if you stay somewhere, it's always good to check in and say like, is this the best place for me right now? And every time I've done that, the answer with Shopify has been yes. And there was actually about two and a half years ago, I was living in San Francisco at the time and working for Shopify from there. And a job opportunity came up, but it was in Ottawa, where our headquarters are in Canada. Now, this was a time when offices matter. We can talk about that yes. a little bit later. <laughs> but so at the time, this job opportunity was put in front of me, but they said, but you've, you've got to come to Ottawa. And what I realized was that if I chose Shopify, I had to move to Ottawa. And if I chose San Francisco, I'd probably have to choose to go somewhere else. And it was a big decision. It was a big family decision. It was a big career decision. But ultimately, I chose Shopify. And it was, it was the right call. But that was a true recommitment. And the reason I said yes was yes, the job was really interesting. I was getting a huge opportunity to do something I had no idea how to do or that I'd ever done before. But ultimately, for me, it's the people. Like, you spend more time with the people you work with than like your family on a weekly basis. So you better like them, you know? You don't have to be friends with them, but you have to like them. Having lived for 10 years in the Silicon Valley, I am pretty confident in saying that like every tech company and probably every company is a little nutty. And the only thing you get to choose is who you do nutty with. Mm. And every day I feel good that I choose to do nutty with the people at Shopify. That is such an interesting point and so true. Can you tell us what the past year has been like for Shopify? I know you're not going into the office anymore, correct? No, we are done. We've announced that we will never be going back to offices. So yeah, tell us what, what that's been like pivoting the business and everyone's working remotely now. What are some tips that have worked for your team over the past year? Yeah, so it's interesting. Like I'm an extrovert's extrovert. I love hanging out with people. When we made the announcement, totally honest, like a little part of my heart was like, what? Uh, we also have stunning offices, right? So it was like, wait, what's happening? But where I've gotten to is Shopify made a decision. And the decision was, we are not going back to offices. 
And what I've come to appreciate is the commitment either way. I think there's a lot of companies out there going, oh, so I guess working at home isn't as bad as we thought. In the future, you can work from home three days a week, and then the other two days you can come into the office and sort of this like half in, half out thing. And I think what has made me feel good about the future of Shopify and work at Shopify is that we've committed. So we're saying, okay, listen, we're not going back to offices the way that they were, but we're going to spin up an entire team to think about what it's like to have 9,000 people around the world work from home. We're going to have an entire team that thinks about when we do come together, what does that look like? What are we doing? How do we support teams when they do come together in cities? Because we will have that for sort of what traditionally people would know as offsites. How do we make that the best experience possible? How do we get the best outcomes of those com coming together? So by deciding to go 100% in, we've been able to start having those conversations. And we're not trying to replicate the office from home. Like that's done. It's like, how do we, how do we work across? Like our, my team right now spans from PST in California all the way to Stockholm and CET. So how do we do asynchronous communication? The use of video, we use a lot of video inside Shopify right now to communicate. How, how do you allow people to consume content that they need to consume to do their job in a way that makes sense to them, that doesn't drag them down? And how do we put things in place to enable people to benefit from this new reality, right? We have tons of people who like moved to the mountain town they've always wished they lived in. And we have a we have a program at Shopify called D90, where for 90 days of the year, you can go and work anywhere you want outside of, uh, of your home base. People have been taking advantage and are starting to take advantage of that now that you know the pandemic is lifting a little bit. And so again, just like that full commitment into this new reality is the, is the thing that makes, makes it work. Do we have it all figured out yet? No, but we're getting there. So what is Shopify going to do with their office space? So we're actually taking a lot of our current office space and turning it into these spaces where we can do this coming together. I think starting about six months ago, the teams uh, that used to take care of our offices have been ripping them up and redesigning them to facilitate these comings together that will hopefully start in 2022. Are there any other tips you can share that have worked really well for your team in terms of being able to stay connected and collaborative over the past year? Yeah. So I think it's, it, in some ways it's willing to try things and then willing to shut things down. As we all know, there's been this like plethora of new tools, right? To collaborate and share and come together and games that you can play together and all these kinds of things. And I think it's being willing to, to try those things, but then as soon as they're not working, stop them because we're still all in discovery mode. I think sometimes there's this, you know, this pressure to, again to recreate the office. And especially in the social part of work, right? Everyone's trying to figure out like, how do I connect with, with my coworkers? Cause I'm not in, you know, the hallways with them anymore. Sometimes that can feel sort of put on, like you're sort of pressured to like show up and on, on a Zoom and talk about your weekend. Like that, that can be hard too. And so uh, I'd say like 
use the technology that you already have well. So just this morning, I'm in this, I'm in a Slack channel with a, you know, one of my teams. And one of them this morning was like, everyone share a picture of you as a kid. Ah. <laughs> and it's like, you don't have to reinvent the wheel of like social coming together. Like, and everybody shared these hilarious pictures of themselves as kids. And it's just like, it's the small things and you don't need a whole new platform. Use what you've got. I think there can be serendipity in that. I love that idea. We have a special package that's coming to you in the mail. It didn't get there in time because I didn't realize the shipping delays with Canada from the US. So you should be getting it next week. But we sent you a pack of our DigiCards, which are these uh, cards that come in a pack like this to help make team meetings more engaging and fun so people can mm-hmm. all engage with oh, each other. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, so I are, love that. These are coming to you in the mail. So you'll, oh, have, I'm so excited. you'll have something else to try. And if it works, great. great. And if it doesn't, get awesome. rid of them. Now. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for Christmas for or the holidays, Shopify sent everybody like these great, you know, work from home kits. And they sent the this card game called We're Not Really Strangers. And it's all just like, you know, it's kind of like table questions. And so sometimes people will just pull those up in meetings and just spark conversation. And so it's a lightweight version of, again, creating serendipity. I love that. Oh, and I should have mentioned, we obviously made our website on Shopify. (laughs) Great. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. So I would love to hear a little bit about what made you take the leap to also start your own business? Because I know that many Shopify employees like yourself also have become entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. It's so funny because my role before Shopify in the Silicon Valley, I worked very closely with uh, mostly tech entrepreneurs. And then, you know, our, our mission at Shopify is to help support entrepreneurs in creating and building their businesses. And so I've been surrounded by entrepreneurs for, you know, 15 years now. And I always saw myself as the person who helped them out, never the person who was the entrepreneur. And then about a year ago, someone said, what's it like being an entrepreneur? And I was like, oh, oh yeah, I, I am one of those two now. And really like, for me, becoming an entrepreneur was sort of like through us, not osmosis, but just a little bit by accident. As I said, like I woke up and I was like, oh yeah, I guess I went and did this thing. I have my best friend uh, and her sister came to me a couple of years ago with this idea actually for women's clothing. And they're like, you know, the internet, you know, Shopify, like what do you think about this idea? And can you help us? And I always joke with them. I sort of got tricked into it because I was like, oh yeah, I can help. And then all of a sudden, like the three of us were in it every week, trying to figure it out and doing all the things. And so it was less a a, a leap and and more of a, a fortunate accident. So tell us a little bit about your new business. Yeah, so we started Pika Layers uh, about two years ago. Uh, we create sustainable, comfortable clothing for kids and moms, and it really stemmed from a desire to see the clothes that we wanted in the world. And it's been a wild ride. We it, like succeeded way beyond our expectations. I think 
you know, I'm really fortunate inside Shopify that Shopify does support uh, employees starting their own businesses. There's actually like a, a benefit, a perk inside Shopify that gives you, you know, some money to do so. And they give us Shopify, you know, they're like, here, go use Shopify. You, you are required to give lots of feedback and answer teams questions, uh, but you also get the benefit of the teams. So, you know, I'm sure I'm a, a pain in the butt to a lot of, a lot of teams because I'm like, hi, so this isn't <laughs> working exactly the way I want. And they're like, we're working on it, Adley. I'm like, okay, okay. So built this, started building this thing and it's, yeah, it's been wild. It's been great. Can you share some tips that you've learned while juggling your corporate career and building your business? And Stephanie and I are all about the side hustle. Social Fly actually started as a side hustle and then grew to 30 employees over the years. So would love to know how you balance both. Yeah. So, so it's two things. Like one, I'm, I am going to say like, I'm very lucky that I work in like my corporate job supports me in, in this, in this side hustle and in this pursuit. Um, I think just generally for me, it's been all about managing expectations. So I am not naturally a person that thrives in schedules. Like that's not my, my MO. I, I am a person who like feels like if you're too scheduled, it's like, it makes me feel claustrophobic. I like to be able to take the greatest opportunity that's in front of me at any time. It's gotten me in lots of trouble, but it's also <laughs> just the way I live. But I think, you know, with time and experience, what's taught me is like, it's a really useful tool to help uh, the people around you and yourself get things done in a, in a positive way. So by that, I mean, I've really carved out blocks of time for Pika layers that not only my partners in Pika Layers knows about, but my husband and my kids know about and my job knows about so that it's not a surprise and it never feels like, oh, like mom can't go to the playground because she's got to go do X. It's like, no, mom isn't putting you to bed tonight because it's Monday and every Monday she does a Pika Layers call like at night. And so my son's now four and he always goes, is it Monday? do you have a call? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And, but that helps. Cause then it also helps me and my husband plan. Okay. Who's making dinner, what's happening. And it just like makes the machine run. And then from like balancing it with work, I have blocks. I take some lunches and I put it in there. So then I know if there's stuff that's happening, it's not going to distract from my, my day job, but I'm going to get to it. And, and I have some time for that. So for a person who hates scheduling, my answer is scheduling. Coming up, you'll hear Atlee's best tips for setting up your e-commerce business on Shopify, plus a special code for a free trial. Atlee, so many of our listeners are thinking about starting an e-commerce business, but maybe they haven't started yet because I think a lot of people have this perception that launching an e-commerce business and setting up a website is complicated. It's hard. I can share from personal experience and Courtney as well with our DigiCards business that we set up on Shopify is it can be very simple and easy, but I'd love to hear from you as someone who not only works at Shopify, but also started a, a Shopify e-commerce business. What was that process like to set everything up and what can people expect? Yeah, absolutely. So like, listen, if you've, if you've never touched something like this, it can feel overwhelming. I 
totally get that. And you're trying to do a lot of things, right? Like you're trying to figure out how to start a business. Like what's your business plan and your products and how are you going to market and all? And then you're like, okay, I know I have to have a, a website and I know I have to keep my inventory somewhere. And like, it, it feels like a lot, but what I would say is in particular with Shopify, we have worked so hard in making sure that every piece of the puzzle that we touch is as intuitive as possible. You do not need to be a developer. Even if I say the word code, like it doesn't, you never have to even look at code. Like there's, there's nothing about it that is highly technical. We have built this platform that allows you to take the idea in your head and make it real. And I know that sounds kind of like magic and you're like, okay, yeah, you work at Shopify, like <laughs> we get it. But honestly, even if you just go in and like you have a trial or whatever it is, like you don't even have to commit, even if you don't have your business idea yet, like I encourage you just like whip over to Shopify store and see what you can make, right? We get everybody who starts at Shopify makes a Shopify store in their first day at Shopify. And you can get from like nothing to a store in a day, no problem. And what I think makes it so easy is like, yes, we've built a beautiful product that hopefully is as intuitive as possible, but there's also our support documentation is amazing. Like I work at Shopify and I still, I Google stuff all day. I'm like, how do I do this in Shopify? And inevitably I end back up at our help docs and there's great answers from both people who work at Shopify, but also in the like Shopify ecosystem saying, Hey, like if you change this setting here, it'll do that thing that you want it to do. Um, so that's super helpful. Our support teams are amazing. And you can call them, you can email them, you can chat them. They're there to help everybody who wants to start a Shopify store. And then there's the community at large. I'd say if you're starting, there's amazing groups on, like, on Facebook particularly that are so helpful. It is like, and I say that sort of with this like surprise and I mean, it's not that it's surprised. I'm just always amazed at how many, how just willing to share entrepreneurs are, right? Like, I think that's what makes an entrepreneur an entrepreneur. They're so excited about their own business, but they also want other people to have what they have. Yes. And, right. Yes. And, and it's like why you, you started your community, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's the exact reason. People want this and are willing to give into it because they know if they give into it, that's what they get out of it. And Shopify has, has built all these communities around it that, that do that. And so like, you're not alone. You whip up your, your Shopify instance and just know like there's literally a million people out there who are willing to help you. So you're not alone. And we are all here willing to help. And that's one of the reasons why we launched our mm -hmm. partnership with, with Shopify. And usually I save this or we save this for the end of our episodes. But since we're talking about free trials with Shopify, we do have a complimentary one month trial with Shopify. So if you are thinking of starting a business, you don't have to think about it any longer. You can just start, which is what Courtney and I say all the time, just take the leap and start. So we have a one month free trial. We can offer everyone to Shopify. You just have to head over to entrepreneurista.com forward slash Shopify, and you can activate your free one month trial. And you do not even have to put in your credit card to start. So you can just play around on there, 
set up a website. It's as easy as Atlee is sharing. Courtney can talk more about our, how, when we started DigiCards, how, how easy it was to do. So definitely take a, take advantage of that. Yeah. I'll just add to that and say, building a Shopify site for a business is probably the easiest part of starting a business. And that was surprising to me before launching DigiCards is I always thought that building a e-commerce website was going to be super complicated and it wasn't. And I'm actually building my second store now. And that was really the easiest part of, of getting everything launched. The harder parts are product development and fulfillment and shipping and customer service and, and marketing. So I'd love to hear more about your experience with everything outside of Shopify. What do you find to be the hardest parts oh of, of running an e-commerce business? Like how much time do you have? I always say, I, I think that for Picolairs, we've been successful because we didn't know any better. So like, yes, I work in Shopify, but I work for a tech company, right? Like I, I don't work for a D2C company. We support D2C companies, but it's not like I, I, I sit and swim in software less than I sit and in, in swim in physical products, uh, let alone marketing and all, and all those things. And uh, my two partners, one works in, in project management, and the other one is now Pika Layers full-time, but her life before that was in finance. So we had no, like, we did not know what we did not know. And that has been a blessing, I think, because we had nothing but confidence. We we're just like, yeah, we'll figure this out. Product development in and of itself is, is harder than I think we all thought it would be. Uh, you have a thing in your head, right? And you, you know it can exist. But then actually transmitting that vision to somebody to make a pattern even, or to a manufacturer to make a sample or, you know, making like, like why, and we're not fashion people. So it's like, why is this shirt fitting funny on the shoulders? Right. Cause we don't know. And we're trying to get someone to solve it, but they're like, what do you mean by funny? And we're like, it's just, it's not, you know, so transmitting your product vision into reality is very difficult. I'd say particularly in apparel, that industry is still like super black box. We manufacture everything in Canada and it's really hard to find out who you should be working with. Uh, they all still work in paper. There's a lot of like paper patterns. Like we, there's always a conversation every week. It's like, where's the sleeper pattern right now? It's like, is it at the pattern maker? Is it at our, one of our manufacturers? Is it the other? Is it the person who makes our samples? Like, where is it, right? And there's not a lot of information. We found other founders in our space who are willing to help, but they also say like, yeah, I have no idea. Like, this is really hard. Another part that has been, that has been interesting, challenging, I don't know has been the business mechanics. So you can imagine what it was like for us to try and get insurance on clothing that babies wear to bed made by three women who have never done anything in the apparel industry before. Like no one wants to insure you, right? But you have to have insurance. So how do you find someone who's gonna insure you? Trademarking. We were like, oh, we got the domain and the social handles. We're good, right? 
about six months ago, we almost had to do an entire rebrand after building our brand for a year and a half and building our social following. And we're like, what? And basically a trademarking issue came up where it was, it was really touch and go there for a while. And that was so heartbreaking. And we just didn't know and we didn't, like we hadn't thought about it. So anyways, there's just, there's, there's a lot you have to figure out. I think that for us, you know, you got to keep your sense of humor about it. You know, we start a lot of meetings with, so I learned a new thing this week. (laughs) (laughs) And and I know that there's a million other things that we don't know that we don't know. And, and we'll cross those bridges when we get to them. I think a reoccurring theme uh, talking to every entrepreneurista and all of our episodes of the podcast is everything is just a learning lesson and an evolving journey. And as long as we don't continue to repeat the same mistakes over and over again, we're all going to learn, we're all going to fail, but you just have to keep going and problem solve. And I think that's just been the the common thread with everyone we've spoken to over the years. Oh yeah. And things you never thought you'd have to deal with. Like instead of making pink pajamas, they made green pajamas. Where did they get the green material? We're not sure. Like just <laughs> wild, right? Like it just, yeah. One leg is longer than the other. How did that happen? Like what? Uh, yeah, all the things. How did you end up finding your manufacturer? We called a million. We basically like Google manufacturers. No one would take us because everyone you can Google mm-hmm. needs like huge runs, right? Mm-hmm. Like a, we were not doing huge runs. So eventually I think what happens, we called someone who was nice enough to give us the number of our guy, Mike, and my business partner, Marie went and drove out and like convinced him to take us on. And it's been an unlikely partnership. And, and now it's, it's great. At the beginning, he was like, what are you girls trying to do? And we're like, can we just make this sleeper? He's like, why does the zipper have two zippers on it? We're like, just please make the sleeper, Mike. You need those two zippers. <laughs> you need That's the two mom. Zippers. You yeah. need the two zippers. Yeah. yeah. He was like, what about snaps? We're like, don't even talk no. to us, Mike. Yeah, no don't snaps. even talk to us. No. You need that extra zipper in the middle of the night when you can't see and you don't want to unzip from the top down. You want to unzip from the bottom up. Exactly. Wait, bought it. Yes. That's yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So anyways, we got there and, um, and, and yeah, and now we have a great relationship, but whew, stuff. There are different challenges at any stage of a, of a business. What would you say are your biggest challenges right now? For us, biggest challenge right now is how do we get to the next level? Right? So we've run this thing for two years. It's gone way better than we thought, you know, our volumes are great. We're hitting our targets every month, but how do we go from making less than a million dollars in a year to like more than that? Right. We brought on some, uh, not employees, but you know, freelancers to help us on social, uh, some design stuff. And that has really leveled us up, but it's now just like, what's the key, like where, what is the thing that we have to get to get there. And so just trying to figure out how to do that, how to finance that, you know, we put every dollar that we make back into the business and that's great, but like, how long can we do that for? And so we are launching a U.S. specific site uh, in the fall to, to try to break out into to the U.S. market. We've been really focused on Canada uh, for a whole host of reasons, warehousing and fulfillment from a 
ad targeting perspective, it's been a little bit easier, but now we're trying to like go next level and, you know, making a big financial bet on that. It means, cause it means a lot more inventory and we're getting all this fabric and we make all of our, not all of our fabric, but a lot of our fabric is like custom designs. We get designers to make custom prints. And so when you do that, you have to order a lot of it. That's our challenge. Yeah, we, yeah. not easy. We, we definitely know. And I'm excited you are going to be launching in the US because when I went on your site, I wanted to order it. I'm like, ah, you can. We do ship to the US, uh, but we just have like figured out all of our, we decided to figure it all out in our own backyard and then, and then take it like, like get dialed, get the product dialed, get the messaging dialed. And so the nice, nice thing about actually doing it in Canada first, we can, we can, we figured out a lot of things. And uh, so, yeah, and now, now going to come and put some open a space in a warehouse in the U S and do some U S specific messaging and things like that. So it's a big, it's a big step for us. That's so awesome. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Up next, Atlee shares why she launched Backbone Angels, an angel fund that supports women business owners, plus how you can sign up for our free event series with Shopify. Atlee, this is a fun new segment we've been doing where we do a couple of rapid fire questions that I know you were not prepared for, but I know you know the answers in your heart. Are you ready? Ready as I'll ever be. All right, rapid fire, here we go. Describe yourself in three words. Enthusiastic, passionate, supportive. If you could learn one new skill, what would it be? I want to do a triathlon next year. Does that count? Oh yeah, it definitely counts. I thought you were going to say barcodes now. (laughs) (laughs) And barcodes, triathlons and barcodes. Yeah. What is your most used emoji when you send a text message? Uh, It's the raised hands. One, uh, and I'll stop. I won't tell you my whole story. About oh, no, tell, tell, tell. Okay, so one of, one of the people on my team made fun of me last week because he said in a group in a group chat, he said, I think when Atlee puts raised hands on your message, it means great, end of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> what, what does it mean? Is that what it means? A hundred percent. I'm like, yeah, good job, go. <laughs> <So> <laughs> what is the app on your phone that you can't live without? Shop. I knew, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. that. Yes, that was that was a layup for that for that answer. I will say that is Shopify definitely is one of our favorite apps because there's nothing like hearing the cha-ching sound when someone makes a purchase. I feel like it's like when you're in Vegas and you hear the slot machine. <laughs> Absolutely, there's nothing like the cha-ching. Yeah. What is your favorite tech solution or business solution that's helped you grow your business? We'll do aside from Shopify now. We know Shopify is number one. Anything else? One of my favorite tools to use is uh, something called Gorgeous. And it's a customer service tool. Uh, It's in the Shopify app store, uh, but it just helps us really take care of um, customer service questions, complaints, et cetera and make sure that we have visibility across who's taking care of who. It's really great. All right, we're writing this down right now. Is it like the word gorgeous or is it spelled a little differently? G-O-R-G-I-A-S. All right, Uh, we're writing that down. We're gonna look into that one. Next question, do you have a hidden talent? Um, I can touch my tongue to my nose. All right, let's see it. Yes. I think I, I could do that too. Oh yeah. 
I cannot do that, but I can roll my tongue into a uh, flower. Whoa, that's good. That's a good one. I haven't done that in a very long time. Let's see. Oh, I could do that too. What? Okay, Courtney, then you win (laughs) on the tricks. I didn't even know those were talents. I mean, this is this just shows you just like on my talent level. I uh, I have talents, but. Those are the hidden ones. No one knew about that. Exactly. Well, your whole, exactly. your whole team and all of our entrepreneurial listeners now Great. know about it. Great. <laughs> Finally, Atlee, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Definitely flying. How come? I love the perspective that you get from above. And I think that we get so used to just seeing what we see. And I think it, cha- I think it changes, your, changes how you see yourself and where you're at. And uh, it's both metaphorical and like literally I'd love to fly because I, I think that that broad view is, is just one of the most amazing things. I love that. All right. Well, now we're going to go back to our regularly scheduled programming questions. So no, no more rapid fire, but I do have a question about one of your other ventures. I know you started an, an angel fund and you want to help as many women business owners as possible. So would love to hear a little bit about that new journey as well. Yeah, absolutely. So in March of this year, me and nine current or former Shopify uh, employees, all women launched Backbone Angels and, and we're an angel collective that invests in women-owned businesses uh, and we have a focus on women of color. And it's funny, this is a group of women who has been meeting informally as friends, work friends inside Shopify for over five years. We've been each other's cheerleaders and, you know, on the tough days, shoulder cry on, uh, work out problems with each other. And um, it's been a really amazing group. And right before COVID hit, you know, we were together and, and someone said, oh, hey, I just invested in this company and I'd love you to one of the other women to talk to them. I think they, it would be really beneficial to them to, to hear about your experience. And then someone else said something like, oh, I'm actually advising this company and I'd love you to talk to them. And basically we found out that a lot of us had either been advising startups or investing in startups and that as a group, we had a lot of experience and varied experience that we could and should be bringing to people starting starting businesses. Um, the person on the on our team that has has the shortest tenure at Shopify is like five and a half years, you know, and had front row seat at the fastest growing B two B SaaS company of all time, and real operators. And so we came together and we said, "Yeah, let's do this thing." And then COVID hit. We slammed on the brakes because we all had to figure out our lives, and then came back together and just put it out into the world. We were floored by the response and we've had such amazing companies come to us, pitch us. We've written something like 25 checks since March. Wow. March of last year or March of this year? This year. Wow. I know, I know it's been a little wild, but that's what we want. Like, you know, we wanted to make sure that we put our money where our mouth is and we didn't want to just go out and say like, oh yeah, we're investors because sometimes I can feel a little like showy and we're like, okay. And we all made a commitment to each other. Like we're going to do this and and we're going to like follow up and, and, and really commit. And it's been amazing to see the the companies that have come through and that we're investing in. And 
yeah, we're excited to, to back these women, to promote them, hopefully one day soon, bring them all together to create a backbone community um, of investors and, and founders. So we're excited. Is there a particular type of business you invest in? Is it products, services, tech? So we're pretty agnostic. There's some things that we don't touch just because it's too close to Shopify uh, and we have some conflicts of interest. And so one of, one of the backbone angels is the, uh, our associate general counsel. So she keeps us all in line and making sure that we're, <laughs> we're not doing anything too offside. Because we all invest individually, there's different flavors to everybody's investment thesis. Uh, there's a couple that invest a lot in D2C companies. A lot of us are into tech just because of where we come from and what we know how to do. We want to be useful to a founder. I'd say at the end of it, like we're angel investors, we're investing mostly in pre-seed uh, rounds. So it's really about like a combination of the person and the idea. And it's not super prescriptive right now. And we are always willing to look at anything. For our listeners who are thinking about raising money or currently raising money, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? And what's the process like? Yeah, so uh, backboneangels.com. We look at everything that comes through our website. We have a goal to respond to everyone within three-ish weeks. Uh, summer might be a little rough, but we try. And we do, we go through every deck that, go, that comes through there. We look at everything. Somebody puts up their hand if they're super interested and meets with the founder and brings the opportunity back to the group and people either pass or raise their hand and we go from there. Try to keep it as founder friendly as possible. We don't, we don't try to make you pitch to 10 million people. We, again, it's pre-seed. It's like, hey, do you have a good idea? Do you seem like the kind of person who could go and execute on that idea? Cool, great. Here's some money, go do it. Let us know how we can help. Those are the type of investors people want. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a particular company you can share with us that you've invested in? Your maybe your favorite one, if you can even say it's your favorite one. <laughs> yes. I have one that's cooking right now that I have to wait on that I'm really, really excited about. But actually I invest in one in in something I talked about earlier around trademarking. So it's a company called Heirloom, and they offer trademark verification, and then application software. And I really loved that company because, you know, when I think about investing, I, I, as we've gone through this conversation, you can probably tell I'm a bit of a shiny things person. I'm like, that sounds cool. I want to go do that. So as an angel investor, I had to create some boxes for myself. So I just didn't give away all of my money. (laughs) You know, one of the boxes that I have is, is solutions for people starting businesses. Heirloom really just like hits hard at that thing that happened to us. The idea of rebuilding your brand that you think you have because you have a domain and you have these social channels. And then all of a sudden you're like spinning and spending money on lawyers and like, it's terrible. And so Heirloom really tries to help get you at the beginning, like when you're trying to buy your domain uh, and being like, okay, is this safe? Like my, my idea is my name, the, like the whole thing, is it safe in, in, in what I'm trying to do? And then they'll actually help with the application part. And there's a, and it's a tech company. So it's a combination of people and tech. Anyways, as you can see, I'm very excited about it. I think the founders are awesome. They're so focused. They're practitioners. They get the problem. 
And it's like totally my kind of jam tech, small business, great founder. We love that. It's definitely right up our alley too. Courtney and I have dealt with our own trademark issues over the years. When we first started Social Fly, the name of our business actually wasn't Social Fly. It was Collective oh. Media because we received a cease and desist letter a few months into starting right? our business. So we know all about the pains and struggles Ugh. of having to rebrand. I will say there was a positive end to the story where we rebranded as Social Fly and it was a much better name because you always have to find the find the silver lining. But my goodness, it's when you're first starting your business, if you have to start dealing with that and legal issues, you need to spend your time focusing on growing your business, not dealing with legal. So love that business. Would love to meet the founders because I bet all of our Entreprenista League members would be interested in, in that service as well. So we should, that would love to connect with them for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's funny because naming a company is so emotional, right? You have this idea or a product or whatever it is. And then, and then you have to go through this like ugly process of figuring out whether government is going to let you use it or not. And you can get attached. And that's like, it's a really, it's a part of building a business. I didn't, I never really appreciated that like emotional, the emotional parts of it. Um, when people don't like the product that you thought was going to be amazing, or you're not allowed to have the name that you really love and you think speaks to your product and your vision. So people solving those kinds of problems are my kind of people. Is there anything you wish you knew sooner in your career that you can share with everyone? I'm going to say the thing that I wish I knew, but I don't think I would have listened to, <laughs> to be totally honest. So I think at the beginning of my career, I felt like everything had to be now. Like I had to do everything fast. And if I missed something, like if I didn't take every opportunity that was put in front of me, I was going to like miss out. And then this proverbial like future successful me would never happen. I just would like be like, calm down, take a breath. There's lots of time. There's lots of opportunities. And sometimes when you calm down and you take a breath, you actually can see the good ones through the bad ones. We have a metaphor that we use inside Shopify a lot. When you come to Shopify, you can climb the jungle gym of your career as opposed to the ladder. And I think that that has been very true of my experience in Shopify, but also something that I've taken outside. Like I think for a really long time, I was always looking like, okay, how do I get to the next place up? As opposed to being like, wait, what's right beside me? And realizing that sometimes going beside and sometimes even down can produce a better career, a more fulfilling career uh, in the long term than just constantly trying to go up. That's such great advice. Anything else you can share about being a working mom and managing your, your schedule with your kids and also running a business and working full-time? I know it's ridiculous. I don't know. Have a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> so that you have nothing else to do. Um, yeah. I, you know, I think for me, I love my job. I love the other things that I do. And I try to share that love with my family. Like my kids are pretty young, like they're one and a half and four, but like, there's no greater joy than when my son who's four puts on a new pair of Pika layers and he's like, Oh, mom, thank you for making <laughs> And it's cool that he knows that I have a business and that 
on Mondays, I have a call and all, all these kinds of things, but he can see it. And, and that makes me um, really pr- proud. And I think, you know, we talk a lot about work-life balance and, and Harley Finkelstein, who's our, our president at Shopify, taught me very early on when I joined Shopify, he said, it's, it's not about balance, it's all about harmony. And it's about how you thread all the things that you love together. And it's not a zero sum game. Like working for an extra hour isn't necessarily taking an hour away from your family or vice versa. It's, hey, what do I have to get done this week so that next week I can sign off and not look at anything? Or um, how can I feel good if I get this thing done and I do really well on this project? what's that going to do to my energy when I show up for my kids on the weekend? Because I'm going to feel so good about it. Right. And so it's, and, and harmony is always like flow and ebb and, and that's okay. And it doesn't have to look, look the same at all times. And, and I've tried to embrace that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And Atlee for all of the wisdom and tips and learning lessons that you have just shared with us. They are truly incredible. And we're so excited to continue to follow all of your ventures. My final question for you is what does being an entrepreneurista mean to you? It means being true to you in whatever you do, like waking up every day and just being like, this is what I want to do. And I'm doing it and it feels good. I love that. Atlee, where can everyone find you and follow you? And then I'm going to share all of the Entrepreneurs Shopify codes too, but tell us where to find you and follow you and also your business, your e-commerce store, as well as um, your angel investment fund. Yeah, absolutely. So Atlee Clark on Twitter and all the places, a name like Atlee, you can't really escape. So Google it, you'll find me. Pika Layers, P-I-K-A, uh, Layers on all, all the socials. Uh, we didn't change our name, so we, we have it. And PikaLayers.com and then Backbone Angels at BackboneAngels.com. And for all of our listeners who would like to attend our Entrepreneurista on Shopify event series, you can head over to entrepreneurista.com forward slash Shopify. You can sign up for your free Shopify trial and also join us at all of our virtual events that we will be having in July and August of 2021. There will be a link to register and you'll be signed up for all of the events to learn how to grow your Shopify business, your Shopify business, SEO tips, social media strategies, really everything that you'll need to launch and grow your Shopify business. We're going to have speakers from Shopify, as well as incredible entrepreneurs like Michelle Cordero Grant, who's the founder of Lively and Kristen Tomlin, founder of Dough Cookie Dough and so many more. And hopefully Atlee, you'll, you'll be there with, with us as well. So we're so excited for everyone to join us. Be sure to sign up again, entrepreneurs.com forward slash Shopify and we will see you there. Atlee, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Courtney. And this is the best business meeting we've ever had. Hey, thanks for listening and leaving us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. And we'd love to stay in touch with each of you. You can listen to all of our latest episodes at entrepreneurs.com and connect with us on Instagram at entrepreneurs. We'd also love to invite you to join the Entreprenista League, our private membership community for trailblazing women. You can head over to entreprenista.com forward slash the league. We'll see you there. Wishing you a productive week ahead.